It's college football Saturday. It is Saturday, November 6th, week 10 of the college football season. You know, just a few weeks left in the regular season. These are the games where the kind of the rubber meets the mo- meets the road. We have a really good slate of games. It's like we don't have like, you know, the Super Bowl matchup. Like normally Alabama LSU is like, you know, one of those gigantic matchups. And I think the Big Ten wishes that Nebraska-Ohio State was that kind of game too. It's not that type of game, but that doesn't necessarily mean we don't have some really good matchups here and some really good games. Yeah, absolutely. Today's card is stacked, and I can't wait to get this TV on today. It's. I think we're seeing the line drawn in the sand here. You know, we, we, we see it every season. You know, the Sharps versus the public or whatever. I think that um, that line has been just so skewed, um, you know, with the, with sports betting legalized in the United States, we're seeing less and less of an impact on the perceived line movement because the information that we're getting is so incomplete. And of course they don't tell us where it comes from because you can look at three or four different ones of these sources of, of public betting and things like that. But what you can see are lines moving and or not moving. So you kind of have an idea. Um, we know who the public teams are, you know, the, the big schools, right? So, Oh, we absolutely do. I'm representing one of them today. Public team, yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I love my Buckeyes. Well, my wife's family would be happy with that, but uh, I'm not the biggest <laughs> Buckeye fan. Of course, both my nephews go to Ohio State. So uh, I don't know. Well, if- you have to like, I gave us a couple months before I threw on the Buckeyes jersey, right? It's okay. Like I knew not to throw it on right away. I'm telling you, my my, <laughs> my wife's grandfather played quarterback at Ohio State on one of the best teams they ever had. It's like, um, you know, I've I've heard the stories. I've heard them <laughs> up and down. You know, it's like I know it. You know, I've heard those things. So uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, you know, it's it's that time of year. We know that um, for a lot of the seniors especially, you know, the home teams, you know, that finality of their last games they're ever going to play, you know, starts to settle in, you know, where it's like, this is my last month of football ever, you know. Then you have other guys that are looking at the NFL and saying, this is my last chance because I'm not going to play in a bowl game because that's so out these days, right? It's like so uncool to play in the bowl games. Unless you're in the playoff, then all of a sudden it's fine to play in in the bowl game, which... Yeah, it's so weird how they do that, right? Yeah, like, are they just worried about getting hurt? Or why do they decide to sit out of that bowl game? Well, because Jalen Smith was injured. And that really was the oh, big thing, okay. is that Jalen Smith was injured in his bowl game. We've seen other guys get injured in the bowl games. But then you see other players like Chase Winovich is like, you'd have to kill me to not let yeah. me play in this bowl game. I mean, you have, you know, the two different trains of thought. I mean, for years and years and years, everybody played in the bowl games. And that's was kind of what you played for. And, um, you know, now you have the, the opposite school of thought where it's, um, you know, I could get injured, but the ones that are the playoff games, everybody plays. So once again, if we expand the playoff to 16 teams, the, the possibility of everybody playing at full strength in the bowls increases, I would say, you know, I don't, you don't yeah. see like, you know, I could hardly see if say, uh, you know, Alabama happens to make the playoff. You think Bryce Young's going to sit because, you know, he might get injured for his NFL career. And I I just don't see it. You know, we don't see it. So no. And I think there's a different mentality between the players that will sit and the players that won't. Um, I think there'd be more prima donnas that would sit. Well, there's plenty in my opinion. 
There's plenty of prima donnas, I think, at the NFL level. I think you see less of them at the college level. A lot of them become the prima donna when they hit that. Um, well, exactly. The ones that will be prima donnas in the NFL. I bet you, if you look back on the ones who sat during their bowl games, I bet you there's a correlation there. Let's see. Who sat um, Who sat last year? Michael Carter sat. He doesn't seem to be such a prima donna on the Jets. Okay. But I'll tell you, sits are like, guy, guys like the Bosa <laughs> brothers are the guys who sit, the Ohio State players. Yeah. Sit if they don't I make know. the playoff. <laughs> hey, hey! So, what about that? Gators that and you don't Buckeyes. Like? It's going to be those and Notre Dame players. Those are the ones yeah. that sit. They sit for sure. What about that team that you don't like to name that got that nice win yesterday? They certainly did. They got a lot of great bounces early. They took advantage of those, and yeah. um, you know, Virginia Tech, their quarterback got knocked out in the in the first uh, series of plays, and uh, they never were able to recover from that. They had some nice plays here and there, but every time they got momentum, they shot themselves in the foot with them. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, subjective calls that they were getting, you know, that it was happening with. It was the, um, you know, the, the illegal motion, you know, that yeah. took, they get the first down and they get a 30 yard play for first down and then it'd be illegal motion first and 15. And they're not a first and 15 team. You know, they're just no. not. And, you know, losing their quarterback early, that certainly hurt. And uh, Well, that, you know, that Boston, did the game. Boston right College there. played with some solid emotion in that one. So yeah. you got to give it to them where you give it to them. You know, sometimes you yeah. win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you rain, it rains, sometimes the game's canceled. You know, you never really know, but uh, these days. But anyways, we've got Ron Romanelli ready to come in. His Gators, um, I don't know. The, what we have here is a 500 ball club in Gainesville, not really what they signed up for um, when they gave Dan Mullen $600 million or whatever they gave him to coach this football <laughs> team, despite really being a 500 coach throughout his entire career. I mean, he had Dak Prescott, he went 500. Um, you know, he's had, he's, he's another one of these guys that's had tremendous success under a really great head coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mullen did definitely not worth the money we've, paid him this year and the contract is working looking worse and worse as the games go by but you know this is the type of game that they're playing today at South Carolina I know South Carolina usually keeps this series close but we know Dan Mullen loves to run up the score against those weaker SEC teams and uh, you know South Carolina's offense just hasn't been there so I I do expect it's not a premium or a free play but I do think the Gators could uh, roll through in South Carolina and earn a Four touchdown victory on the road. It wouldn't surprise me. Even even with Anthony Richardson not going to be able to play today, I think Emory Jones in the running game is enough. Uh, this is just the type of game where, you know, Gators blow them out. Everything's good again in Gainesville. Ugh, the season's over. I'm looking for college basketball, for Gator basketball. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think for, for Florida, you know, the expectation's got to be higher than this. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's just much higher. And what I think what, like, you know, I say it all the time because I'm really enjoying myself with it is that what, what the sports better doesn't understand is that losing to Alabama, it doesn't matter if it, they covered or not. Nobody cares. You know, yeah. they do not <laughs> care about that. The goal at Florida is to win the SEC title. That is the goal going into every season. Like different schools have different goals, you know, like Miami, it's to win the national championship and run the table, right? For Florida, it's to win the SEC championship. And then everything else will take care of itself. That's the way they generally have have, have said it. But 
this, not even a whiff. I mean, they're not even in the discussion. They're looking at the pilot pen bowl or something like that. But they do have those bowl <laughs> tie-ins in the SEC. So they're yeah. going to get something yeah. that they don't deserve to be in. And, and likely face an opponent, they're going to be overmatched. Yeah. I mean, I still do think this is a good Gators team. I think they just kind of shot themselves in the foot a few times against Kentucky, against LSU. Um, obviously, that Bama game was close. And even in Georgia, I mean, 3 nothing looking like it's going to go into halftime. And then all of a sudden, it's 24 nothing before you could even blink. So I think there's a lot of talent, but I do think some issues are coaching. I think, you know, just you can't make simple. I mean, at Kentucky, how many false start penalties? And that's just all coaching. I mean, offensive line has struggled this year, but, I mean, you, you have to look at the top guys, and, and that's the coaching staff. So disappointing season. We're looking to put it behind us. But, uh, you know, I think it should be a, a blowout win today for Florida. I think, you know, I think a blowout win in Florida just aren't two things that go together under Dan mm-hmm. Mullen. I think you're really reaching there. I think you're gonna under you're underestimating men because I don't think uh I don't think Florida can beat those cocks. But anyways, um <laughs> I think South Carolina's got a chance to beat them outright, to be honest with you. Maybe. I mean, the way the season's going. Definitely not a play I love, but Yeah, it's Dan Mullen is that bad of a coach. I mean, it's it's time to really face reality. It's like we've all had seen these situations before. He is that bad. It's like, he is that horrible. You know, losing to Kentucky at Florida, I don't care what you could say about Kentucky. That, oh, they were 6-0. and all. Tr- Trust me on this, okay? I grew up in Florida. You know, zillion friends that went to the University of Florida. The time I was like two years old, I had to watch, you know, the Charlie Pell show and all that other crap on TV. Losing to Kentucky is not part of the program at Florida. It is not part of the agenda. It is not excusable. It is not something that they're going to gloss over. You know, it's like the the betters might forgive it, but they that's not something that's forgiven in Florida. Losing yeah. to Kentucky. I mean, LSU is LSU, and it's like, you know, you can even somewhere even still, make it. It's a bad LSU, so it's still a bad loss. But, yeah, it's, but losing to loss. Kentucky is just not. Worse. It, right, it's worse. It's yeah. it, it, Kentucky could be eleven and zero, and LSU could be five and six, and the loss to Kentucky is still worse. Yeah, I mean, there's just right now. I think that the big thing is there's a losing culture at Gator football right now. Even even if you say Gator sports, it's just a losing culture. I'm not sure. It's it started right when I enrolled. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it, something needs to change across the board. I mean, even look at the basketball team. There's been disappointments there as well. So uh, hopefully that things can change pretty soon. But definitely not a good year and not a good team for. Florida this season. I thought Florida played really well last year after, um, you know, they had to re- totally regroup in basketball. I'll give them that. You know, we'll give them that. But anyways, yeah. let's get to your game for today. I could I could talk college football all day. You want to, I do. <laughs> yeah, right? I know we that, can. That is what I do, right? That's, yep. that's kind yep. of what I do. Well, Joe thinks, today I'm Joe be thinks looking... I should have a college football show all year. Yeah, I do, because you can look at, like, um, recruiting, everything. There are so many angles you could take this. Yeah, You could do a show every day. You could just criticize, You'd have, pick a head coach, and just pick them apart. There'd <laughs> be plenty you could talk about. I think yeah, it'd be transfers. a great show, Mitch. Yeah. yeah. All right. All year well, long. I'm in. <laughs> well, for, for me today, I'm going to look at a different Florida team. The same team we took last week, UCF. We laid the points against Temple. And then a nice blowout win there. So I'm going to take them again. You look at this matchup with Tulane. You know, Tulane's 1-7 and seven on the season. They've already clinched the losing season. 
Um, so no bowl eligibility and not really much to play for for Tulane other than maybe some uh, moral victories and starting roles in next year's team. But, you know, UCF, they've had to deal with a lot of injuries this season, a lot of disappointments, Dylan Gabriel going down early and a few losses, more losses than UCF seen all in the past few years. Um, they're five and three now, though. They still have a chance to make a good bowl game. And their defense has actually been really stellar these past few games, which is something we're not used to seeing from UCF. Usually we see more scoring, giving up some points as well. But uh, the last three of the last four games, they've given up, I think, under 200 yards or around uh, 360 to East Carolina, but a nice 16-point defensive showing. Their defense has been solid. And Tulane, the offense has really struggled as of late. It was started strong this season, um, but it hasn't scored more than 30 points since its uh, second game against Morgan State. The, its offense has gone through some injuries with Michael Pratt, a quarterback, but it also seems to be like a lack of motivation with Tulane's offense. So not in love with the way the Green Wave are playing offensively, and the defense is even worse. I mean, one of the worst defenses in college football, 41 points per game allowed, almost 500 total yards of offense per game allowed, just miserable both against the rush and the pass. UCF should have no problem scoring points, moving the ball all game long at home. You know, UCF, if they can get in the 40s here, should be enough to cover this spread. And they're only laying less than two touchdowns here at a place they play very well at the bounce house at home. Uh, the home team is three and one against the spread in the last four meetings between these two teams. So all the numbers and the trends say to take UCF. That's where I'm going. I'm going to take the Knights and lay the points. Joe. Yeah, I'm 100% with you in this one. I really do think uh, UCF comes out with a really strong game here at home. Um, defensively, they're by far the better team. They're going to light up the board tonight against this Tulane defense. It's giving up um, just over 40 points per game on average. Um, I can see this being an over game as well with uh, them putting up most of the points here. So give me UCF minus the points and the over in this one. I like UCF as well. I just think that you know Tulane just not quite the team that we've seen in uh, recent years from them. And I think, you know, they had the nice game at Oklahoma, but it was clearly just a blip on the radar. It's just not what we really see from this team. It might be, you know, even something more to say about Oklahoma. And I think the commit we saw that from the committee, um, mm -hmm. you know, just the other day that, you know, they say, well, Oklahoma had a few close shaves and uh, we're not comfortable with, you know, because we all kind of wish they would go away. Thankfully, they're not <laughs> playing this week. But, uh, I'm with you. I like I like the Knights. Um, I think you know UCF is one of those teams that uh, you know it's it's more than just a, a, a stepping stone program now. You know it's they're they're a real program. They have a lot oh, of yeah. good players. They've had some tough injuries in recent years, but you know yeah. I think people underestimate how much pride is in this program. I mean, they're I you know living in Florida my whole life virtually. It's the UCF fans are they're nuts. <laughs> they love their team. They love their football team. Um, it's, I think, one of the most populated colleges in the United States. So a lot of fans and, uh, yeah, they're diehard UCF football fans. So I think the bounce house will be rocking even against Tulane. They haven't been playing football there for all that long. I think the Dante Culpepper team was the original one that kind of got them on the map as far as, um, you know, football goes. At least got them, you know, notoriety because Culpepper was just such a big prospect. Um, and they landed him, you know, at quarterback. And, um, you know, since then they've had some really good teams and it's, you know, they're, they're more known for that electric offense, but they have some bruisers on this team. I mean, they do. <laughs> I mean, they have some bruising yep. running backs. <clears throat> yep. But um, what do you got for sale at Pick Dogs today? 
Yeah, uh, you have been having a good week. Uh, seven straight winning days overall. Been just keeping my head down, keep grinding, getting those two and one winning days. You know, I'll take them. I'm looking to do it again. Another college football Saturday. I have my top five plays in college football. Looking for our third straight winning college football Saturday. The game started 3.30, so you have some time. So check it out at Pick Dogs Premium. And again, college basketball coming right around the corner. So maybe grab a week plan so you can get my college basketball plays for the week as well. I'm looking to do some damage here at Pick Dogs Premium. It is a light early schedule today, that's for sure. Yep, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks, Ron. We will see you tomorrow for NFL Sunday. All righty, guys. Good luck, everybody. Best of luck today. It's Ron Romanelli. Always love talking Florida football with them. I'm, you know, I'm from Florida. I'm from Miami. So it's like I grew up with it, with Flo- Miami, Florida, Florida State. And I know now there's Central Florida and South Florida. And, you know, FIU is generally a better team, um, at least most of the years. And you have FAU now is more prominent. But, you know, when I grew up there. It was just the big three. And, uh, you know, either you love the other team, either you are a fan of the, one of the teams, or you absolutely hated them. So it's like there was no in-between. It was pretty much all we had. We didn't have hockey or basketball or any of those other sports at the time. I like it. But, um, yeah, we have uh, a good amount of guests for today's show. Um, look in the green room. You can bring in next will be Shane Mickle. He hasn't been on the show yet. so uh, oh, I'm excited. Well, you don't have to. He's not excited for that much longer because he's going to be here. Well, I'm excited. It's nice to have um, new people on okay. that are not new to pick dogs, but I haven't met them before. Okay. Well, here's Shane. Welcome to our show. Thanks, guys. How's it going today, guys? Good. Thanks. Um, Shane is in Minnesota. Uh, of course, the Gophers, uh, boy, it's been a tough team to figure out this season, right? I mean, they lost to Bowling Green early. It was one of the biggest upsets of the college football season. Of course, um, they, they're probably big Liberty fans now that uh, Liberty took that away from them from the biggest upset of the season getting when they got smoked by uh, Monroe um, a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, but the Gophers, uh, Fleck seems to have them in order. He just signed a contract extension there. And, uh, you know, not the most exciting team. They've, what are they, four deep into the running back position right now? So, uh, still getting it done. Yeah, they've got like their uh, fifth and, I think they're on their fifth and sixth running backs to be playing today. Crazy. Uh, last week, last week in the linebackers scored a touchdown for him um, running the ball. So, yeah, this is a team. But, I mean, Fleck knows he runs the ball. So, he's uh, recruit. he recruits tons of running backs. So, even though, you know, we're fifth and sixth, these are still three-star guys that are he's putting out on the field. Yeah, I think it just goes to show you, you know, I always believe that, you know, at the Division One level, just about everybody on the roster can, can play. I mean, how many guys did you, you know, how many people did we go to, you know, high school with and, you know, that never played, you know, Division One college football, but were good players on the, on the high school football team. Plenty, you know, plenty. Sure. So, uh, you know. We know that everyone on a Big Ten roster, uh, except, you know, sometimes there's some guys that are just, we, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the friend of the, the friend of the guy they wanted, they really wanted. <laughs> right? I mean, they, that, that happens. Um, yep. For sure. USC wanted like, uh, they wanted like uh, Drew Holiday or something. So they, they got a rapper. 
like they recruited like a rapper to play basketball or something. Yeah, that was that was good good strategy. <laughs> that's a, that's how you end up on probation right there. But uh, anyways, I was gonna say, how did that work out for them? Probation. <laughs> oh, we lost yeah. Shane. Oh, let's see. Somehow we got James Clark back in here. Let's see. Nope, that's just in the green room. Oh, that's so weird. Anyway, Shane, what do you got for us today? Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm actually going to go against the team that the Gophers beat last weekend. And the reason I'm going against them is what I saw last weekend against the Gophers. Um, I'm going to go against Northwestern here. I'm going to take the Iowa Hawkeyes. Northwestern is ranked uh, like fifth worst in college football in terms of uh, uh, yards given up per game on the ground. Um, Iowa, you know, they haven't been running the ball as much as they'd like this year. Um, but when the Iowa Hawkeyes are best, they run the, they run the ball. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do in this game. Um, they're going to take up clock. They're going to burn up clock. They're going to keep running uh, running the ball, and Northwestern's going to have no answer for them. Um, Northwestern also has issues uh, moving the ball, and I just don't see any way that Northwestern keeps this game close. I think Iowa can actually win this game by three or four touchdowns, much like the Gophers did last weekend. I'm going to take Iowa laying the 12 here. Joe, what do you think? It's a lot of points, but I do think Iowa comes out and gets it done. I think it's a um, little bit tight. I like the under more in this game. I think both offenses are just struggling um, to score. So I think the under 40 and a half is the safest bet. It's six and one to that under in their last seven matchups. Yeah, I think what we've seen from uh, from Iowa in recent weeks has not been good. We saw them come out just gangbusters and the defense was carrying the way. I always think that when you look at um, teams with the good defenses, not not like the good defense, but kind of the elite defenses like Iowa has. Have, they do have an elite defense. And I think when you see the teams with the elite defenses, it's always tougher to look at the pure numbers because the offensive numbers are never going to be as good as a team that has an average to mediocre defense because they're going to be playing on longer fields. Well, So Iowa's offense, when they're on the short field, they're super effective. But when they're pushed to play on the long field and you play the field position game with them is where they've struggled. But I just think against a team like Northwestern, who's not good this year, I think they're going to be too physical. I think they're going to beat them up in Evanston. And I'll tell you what, they got some great uh, kettle corn there in, in Northwestern. So. <laughs> Anyone that headed, makes a difference. Right anyone there, headed to sure. the game, grab a bag. Don't, I don't know what the price is. I'm sure they made it like $95 because they know I'd buy it anyway. But it's like it's like it's one of those things. It's like Malamar cookies. It's like, how the hell are these things 14 Because they know you're going to buy it anyway, right? So it's When like, people cheer there, does popcorn go everywhere? It's, well, it's like a giant bag you get. You get like, like That's what I mean. Like when you jump up, is it flying everywhere? Oh, no, no? way. I, it's gold. Okay. If, if it even if it even makes it that far, I mean, uh, let's be realistic. If the thing makes it to kickoff, we're lucky. So they had, they had the Mitch special. They saw you walking up and quick raised the price on you. Yeah. Oh, they, I'm sure they do. I I don't care. You know, it's one of those things. It's like you don't even look at the price. You just buy it. It's like hot chocolate on a negative twenty day at Soldier Field. It's like whatever it takes. And, yeah, and the, and the hot chocolate's always lukewarm, anyways, but it still oh, feels good. Oh uh, no, they have to, they only have it available in the souvenir cup, which is an extra nineteen bucks. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> it's like the woman next to you. You know, you don't have to buy the souvenir cup every single time. You know, it's like I got like a stack of them. Oh man, 
Yeah, I like this one. You know, Northwestern's one of those teams. They're good every few years. They have those challenges of being a really tough academic institution. So they're not going to get, you know, those marginal players. The one and dones, you know, they don't get those type of players. They get the guys that are are using their athletic ability to get an education and um, kind of a lost art. But um, they certainly do it well, and they have a great head coach in Pat Fitzgerald who – I don't know how they keep him there, but they do. But um, I think Iowa, just a little too physical for him here. And also, you know, I think Iowa's ready to get back to winning. Yeah, this is definitely a game where I think the yeah the, the last two weeks are definitely on their mind, the last two games. And, you know, I, I think they especially they saw what the Gophers did against them last week. And this is a game where they're going to try to uh, really put on a put on a show. Yeah, I mean, they've lost to two fairly mediocre teams the last two times out. I mean, Minnesota's a, a, a decent team, but, I mean, the reality of it is, you know, Bowling Green beat them. So if you go by the they beat them and they beat them, imagine what Bowling Green would do to Iowa, right? And then, you know, Purdue, um, you know, Minnesota beat Purdue, and then that was in the rain at Purdue. And then, but it still was, I mean, they just, manhandled them. I mean, they slaughtered them. It was never, they were never in it. And then, um, you know, we saw um, Purdue just destroy Iowa the next week. So, I don't know. I don't think Northwestern has what it takes to hold in it, but I don't know. Maybe this Iowa offense is that bad. We'll have to see. But I, I like I like the pick. What do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? Yeah, I got a couple different packages today. Um, I got a seven-pack of just college football. Or I've got a, a college football and NBA seven pack, two NBA along with five of my my five best college football. Both of those are thirty seven ninety five. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. You coming back for NFL Sunday tomorrow? Yep, I will see everyone tomorrow for NFL Sunday. All right. Sounds like we got a new regular. Thanks, Shane, for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Shane Mickle. Shane always that was has fun. he always has a lot of totals. You know, there's like a lot of totals. I thought maybe you'd give a total there. <laughs> yeah, I love the under in that game. I think we're just going to have um, oh, yeah. a really hard um, game to get points on that board. Nothing like northern Chicago in, in early November. Absolutely. Yeah. Should be a good time. Anyways, we've got still a full house with us uh, left to go. Um, we've got Kevin Thomas with us. And I don't think he's been with us on Saturdays. I think he's only been with on us for Sundays. So, this yeah, is, I agree with you. So this is a special, a rare treat or a trend. Could be one or the other. I'll have to ask <laughs> him when he gets here. But um, so your Ohio State jersey there, it says say Joe Madden yeah. on the back or it's. It does. It does. Look at this. Joe Madden. There you go. Yeah, Number one. Number numero uno, who's number one? That's me. Joe, Joe number Madden. one. All my jerseys that I get say number one and Joe Madden on the back. Nice. Except for my Chargers ones. Those you stick with the player. Yeah. We've got Kevin Thomas with us here and uh, from Philly. Kevin, morning. Hey, morning. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We appreciate you coming by for College Football Saturday. We don't have too many of these left, but uh, we're going to enjoy each and every one of them, that's for sure. No lie, I never get to watch the early games with all the uh, softball, but now that we're shut down, I'm going to take it all in today and get as many games in as possible. So 
I'm ready to rock and roll here. Awesome. Well, what have you got going on um, today for us? Oh, my free winner today. I'm going down James Clark territory. I'm going with West Virginia uh, and the points. Uh, I really like them here. They're eight, one and one last 10 against the spread uh, in this matchup. They're three, one and one head to head at home. Uh, Oklahoma State. Sorry, that's who they're playing. Oklahoma State, though, uh, we're looking at them. They're uh, seven and one. They're coming off a loss, so they're going to be very motivated for this game. If you look at the past six between these two, uh, not even close. But uh, I'm excited about this West Virginia team because I, I think they're actually probably as good as, you know, back in the day. This is one of the better offenses that we've seen. Uh, and then you look at o Oklahoma State. I think they're averaging 26 points a game. But uh, that, that's a little high because of the Kansas game. I think they dropped 55 on that and that win. And I always like to fade a team when they're off a big win, which West Virginia is off the big win against Oklahoma State, who beat – or no, off Iowa State, who beat Oklahoma State. But then you got to look at West Virginia's remaining schedule. They got two more at home. Home is where they make their money. So they need they need to win here. They need to win another one just to get six wins to be bowl eligible at four and four. Oklahoma State still has a look ahead to Oklahoma in two to three weeks. So this is going to be a close game. Like I said, West Virginia, they're putting up the points. Uh, I think they can go with Oklahoma State. I think it's going to be a really tight one, maybe 21-24. So I'm loving that hook. So give me West Virginia in the three and a half here to cover the spread. Joe, what do you think? I'm scared of this game. I think this game could go either way. Um, Oklahoma State is so hungry to get this win, but West Virginia at home, you're right. Three and one at home, three and oh against the spread as a dog. Um, I'm going to look at the total. I think this one squeaks over. I can see the big plays coming in this one. Um, yeah. 48 and a half just seems too low for me. I think this one hits 52. I think we see um, some ball movement through the air and this one gets over here. I think West Virginia should be in the Pac-12. They're, like, so unpredictable, this team. It's like one week, you know, they've got Oklahoma, you know, dead to rights the next week. It's like they don't even look anything like the same team. One thing we know about West Virginia, they can't afford to beat themselves. They cannot make mistakes, turnovers, and uh, bad penalties. That's where they usually um, have – have problems. Thing about Oklahoma State though is that this team plays in a lot of close games. They might be seven and one, but their total margin of victory is probably you know twelve points. It's like they play in a lot of close games. Even the loss, even the lo even their loss last was a close game. So I expect to see a close one here, in Morgantown. Morgantown. We've talked about this before, and James Clark will join us. It is a uh, tough gym, as they say. It is. They, I, I just, I just, it's, it's just in, in this day and age, you know, that they let the fans leave the stadium for halftime and then re-enter the stadium. It's like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? It's like, but they continue to do it and they've, they've always done it that way. And, um, you know, most places it's like, you know, they search you up and down, you know, for a bottle of, you know, whatever, trying to bring in the door of this place. So, Go back out, reload, come back in. <laughs> you know, it's like whatever it takes. No slip in the Mickey in your boot. You just throw it in the yeah, pocket. Just go back out, drink a half a bottle of moonshine, get your ass back in here. <laughs> I love it. You know, must be I, fun games. 
Well, if you're the home team, I think it is. <laughs> Not so fun for the visitors. But, uh, Kevin, what do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? Uh, I got an early three-pack on uh, in college football, and included in that is my Big Ten game of the month. That's only $40. Or if you want to wait till later and get my trio, which starts at 7 p.m., you get my NBA, NHL, and my college football. The three of them for, uh, I think that one's $30. So you can save money there. Or if you just want the game of the month, $30. And right now I'm red hot in all sports, but I'm 56% last 30 days in college football. Um, Kicking ass on the gridiron, NFL in college. So it's a great time to jump on. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow for NFL Sunday. Should be a good card. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe you'll stay off my Dolphin games for uh, for this week. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking at those Dolphins, though. <laughs> <laughs> Big Texans game is tomorrow. <laughs> hey, if you if you pay these college kids for these uh, these uh, playoffs and stuff, then they won't. And I mean, for the bowl games, then they won't sit out. You going to pay some of these uh, kids. Then it depends. I mean, I think the amount of money that they're looking at on the other side. I think I think you just got to expand the playoff. Really think that's yeah, but you got to tell your teammates that could make money that might never play again that you're going to sit out and take maybe twelve thousand dollars out of them. I mean, that's I I guess these guys could do that, but I I say do do both to my teammates, do both, whatever it takes, you know, yeah, whatever it takes. It's definitely the Bulls are not what they once were, and like the old boy network that like stands by the Bulls because they make so much money off of it. Um, you know, they're losing the argument even worse and worse with the guys sitting out. How many players have ever sat out from a playoff game? Zero. Zero is the number of players that have sat from, from, the, from a college football playoff game because they didn't want to injure their pro career. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, thanks for All joining right. us. We'll see you tomorrow. Take Best care. Of luck, Kevin. Tomorrow. Good luck. Kevin Thomas joining us. We've got uh, still a slew of guests coming. Joe? Uh Anything change your mind so far in games that you're looking at? It's kind of um, a lot of these games that we're talking about are not really the games that I'm, you know, that I've been dialed into. I know that much. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with this. So um, I'm loving some of these totals, though, in these games I want to talk about. We'll have Jovan on next, and he normally has some some interesting things to say as far as uh, where he's going. We don't always agree, that's for sure, but. We don't always disagree either, but Javon, welcome to the show. Got your mic is muted. Can't hear you. Sounds better that way, I think. (laughs) (laughs) He's picking against my team. Good morning, Javon. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing today? Just another day at the office trying to get these winners in order. I know you're coming off of a big day on Friday night. Nah. So, see if you can carry it forward to today. Did you have a chance to catch Utah last night? Did you see that game against uh, against um, Stanford? Did you see any of that? that oh no, I, I, I was just I was just on the arm um, on the ticker with that one. Oh, it went, went from seven went from seven to fourteen to twenty one nothing twenty eight in the right, same, same guy, same <laughs> guy. It was like yeah. it was one of those games, you know. It's like 
Well, let's see if they can stop this guy. They Until they stop him, we're just going to give him the ball every single play. And he just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. Actually transferred in from Cincinnati to Utah. Wow. But uh, anyways, we got a full card going on today. Where are you headed with your uh, free pick today? Uh, I'm headed to TCU where, um, you know, uh, Baylor um, is a seven-point on favorite, you know, against TCU. Now, you know, let me just put this out there right now. There'll be no bounce back, you know, for, for TCU after the departure of um, Gary Patterson. You know, basically they did this guy dirty. You know, he he, he was only, um, you know, uh, was the was the um, he 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 ran the ship of one of the two um programs that really started off this group of five, you know, uh, playing against the big boys and actually, you know, what I'm saying winning, you know, them in um, Boise State, you know, back in the day, and um, you know, I could I I kind of commend them for you know just backing off and leaving after they basically, you know, what I'm saying just you know kicking to the curb, you know what I mean? Now for his players though. I don't care if Jerry Hill is no is um coaching um in this place. I don't think I think this is gonna be a real letdown game and this they might have a, a little tick of a, like a little surge of play in the in the beginning, but I think that's gonna, you know, all uh, come tumbling down once um um Baylor makes a couple of big plays. And um, you know, the proof is in the pudding. When Gary Patterson was there, you know, they were one and six, one six and one against the spread, you know. And one zero oh, and three against the spread at home um, or as underdogs. So I think they folded up ten a couple weeks ago against um, West Virginia. You know at home. I think that was the final straw, in the, you know, in the the final nail in the coffin for them, basically. And um, you know, they're 116th on in, in their run defense, which is not good. And going against the uh, Baylor team that's 18th in the nation and and scoring offense, you know, at 37.4. Um, and eighth in the, and eighth in, um, on the <clears throat> eighth running the ball, you know, at um, two hundred thirty-seven point eight um, yards per game, you know, I think it's going to get ugly, you know, somewhere around the um, end of the end of the first half, you know, towards um, the beginning of the first off, oh, beginning of the third quarter, and I don't, I see this as a ten to fourteen point game at the very least. Yeah, TCU has been terrible. Patterson, you know, was one of the highest paid head coaches. He hasn't had a lot of success there really since the Andy Dalton team that went to the Rose Bowl. But um, you know, he has he has beaten Texas most of the time and that they know that you know they care about that. Jerry Kill is a great head coach, but you know, he's had one week to work with this team. Um not sure it's long enough. Joe yeah, I don't think it's long enough either. Give me Baylor minus the points here. I just think this TCU is terrible defensively against the run. I think Baylor is going to have a great day just running this ball down constantly on them. Um, Baylor's defense is going to be too much for the TCU's offense as well. And um, when we look at TCU overall, it's 1-6-1 and one against the spread in their last eight games. So they're, they're not doing anything here today. Baylor's going to have a huge day. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Baylor is one of those teams that continues to fly under the radar, even though, you know, even though they've been beating up on everybody, you look at who they've beaten. It's basically the who's who of the big 12 conference. So I don't see anything different here today. And, uh, you know, being home, I think isn't going to hurt them either. So, um, I don't know. To me, the line looks suspiciously low. 
I know there's some sympathy out there for TCU. We see a lot of games like this today on the board, which um, the lines look look off. Where it's like you know maybe the books are trying to just point you in the in the wrong direction um, intentionally by making the line a scary number. But um, I I wouldn't be scared here. I like Baylor. I think they just handle them. I think it's one of those games. It might not be the most exciting game in the world for a lot of people, but like twenty to seven type thing. Yeah, agree. So, what do you have for uh, premium picks today? Uh, I have um my Saturday shootout all day nine pack. You know, nine plays that I really liked. Um, you know, narrowed it down from the real uh, like a fifteen fifteen places I like. Took off six, and um, you know, sometimes when I do that, it's all a, it's all a matter of not what I particularly like the most, but what I you know what I feel are going to be the strongest plays because you could like something and, you know, not, and it not be the strongest place or vice versa. You could, you know, not particularly um, like, like something and it'd be a stronger play. So I think I got nine, nine good ones, you know, on the on-college football side. You know, I'm, I'm also going to um, add on uh, a couple of um, NBA plays for tonight, you know, so check me out. I'm with you. I need to add my NBA as well. Not as big an NBA card on a Saturday that we're used to seeing. So it was a little tougher. Half the games, the lines weren't out. So, yeah. But uh, of course, we'll see you tomorrow for NFL Sunday. Appreciate you stopping by as always. You know it. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Once again, Jovan Burtz coming off of Best a luck. perfect night last night. See if he can do it again. Go to West Virginia next. We're going to bring in James Clark in uh, just a second. James, uh, of course, was one of our winners of Become a Capper contest last year. We will be running the Become a Capper contest in November or in December, starting December 1st through December 31st. We're going to have a lot more information in the coming weeks. We'll be running it through our Twitter and Instagram. Is that how it's going to work, Joe? Yeah, we're going to have an Instagram uh, capper and then a Twitter capper. Yep. Last um, year, we two did, different competitions. Last year, we did it through Facebook, uh, through our sports chat place and pick dogs groups. This year, we're doing it through our Twitter accounts, and it's going to be the pick dogs Twitter account and the pick dogs Instagram account. We'll have two winners that will each have the opportunity to become cappers at pick dogs and sports chat place. And the thing is that, um, There'll be all sorts of rules and stipulations, right? So it's not, you know, you can't be an idiot and come work for us and we're not going to just bring in anybody, you know, we're going to find out about these people before we bring them in. But, you know, for the for the most part, you know, you end up with someone like James Clark and, and uh, yep. you know, his record speaks for itself a year later. James, welcome to the show. Hmm. We could, uh, this is the part where I get to put words in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> but, morning, uh, James. Morning. Morning. How are things going out there in West Virginia for you? So far, so good. You know, uh, ready for us. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I love Kevin Thomas's pick today. You know, uh, I look for the Mountaineers to come strong. Come out strong, even though it ain't my... Uh, it ain't my game. I really love the the pick he's got here. Yeah, I th- I think you know, 
I think West Virginia's been a tough team to to figure out this season. We've seen the highs and the lows from this team, you know, that's for sure. And we've seen a lot of inconsistency. But um, I think overall, probably a team, you know, headed in the right direction. They've had a lot of change over there, you know, over the last 10 years. It's like, it's not like they've had one head coach that's kind of just stayed there and been there. It's like they've kind of been through a couple different head coaches. Boy, you know, when they had Rich Rodriguez, they sure were on to something, you know. Any regrets, you think, going on there? Yeah. Well, uh, the the way he... The way he left, we, uh, you know, a lot of people had a, a lot of bad feelings of Rich. And then, uh, am I echo real bad? A little bit. Uh, fix let me it. Let me try to fix it real quick. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> just, just disappear live on the air. That's okay, James. You don't worry <laughs> about Don't worry about us. <laughs> I didn't actually hear an echo. It wasn't real bad. It was just it was no. slight. Yeah, I love how the fans already going there. Nice and warm there, I guess, already this morning. They're saying Joe. Not Madden. like here, my furnace is heated up like crazy. We have a request for the Joe Madden close up. We can do that next when it's her turn to talk. Oh so. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's like I it's was early in the morning for a close up. I've like, only had like four coffees. Joe's like, I was out late last night watching football outside. I was. I didn't get home till eleven thirty at night. Yeah. All right, what about that? Yeah, I think a little, I think it's worse, but that's okay. Just okay. <laughs> anyways, okay. uh Rich, you know, he left to go go to a high player job with Michigan. So you know the West Virginia fans always hold that against, against him. So uh, that's the big reason. But you went from a partying uh, coat to Neil Brown, you know, a fan, man. So uh, we well, like Neil. Neither, neither of them has had the same success as they had together, you know, and that's really the thing is that that was the last time West Virginia was really, really good. And that was the last time Rich Rodriguez was really, really good, you know? So it's uh, it's, it's one of those things. It is. It is, man. It's, They're definitely know, stronger uh, together. That's true. You know, uh, Rich Rodriguez, you know, he came up. He was from West Virginia. We, uh, we really liked it. You know, he got behind the, behind the te- team. I think the biggest part was when he left uh, right before the the bowl game. And then uh, after they left us, left us high and dry. And then uh, after that, everybody went went against him. But I think that's the way it generally has to go because of recruiting. It's like if you're going to leave, you have to go before the bowl game. If you wait till after the bowl game, at least the way recruiting was at the time, recruiting Jeff generally closes like right around the Super Bowl, like the week before the Super Bowl. So it's like, you know, you only have X amount of weeks to hit the recruiting trail at your new program. If not, you're basically writing off the entire year. And that's why you're seeing coaches fired mid-season now as opposed to the old days when they used to wait till the end of the year to fire guys like Gary Patterson. Yeah. Well, we, uh, you know, usually we do good coming off a bye. As you say, we beat uh, TCU and then – Iowa State. So uh, usually coming off a of bye, we're doing good. 
So uh, I look for us to I look for us to win this game today. Well, what do you got for us today for a free pick? Well, I'm uh, I'm staying with the Big Twelve. You know, I like Texas today getting six and a half points. If you look uh, in most of the Texas's games this year, all besides one against Arkansas, you know, it was a touchdown game. So, uh, you know, here we go again against uh, a Big 12 team that they've all, uh, you know, been seven points and under. So uh, I like it again. I like Texas, uh, if not win this game, you know, hang in there and make it a six and a half point game. Keep it uh, under a seven. Joe, what do you think of this one? Iowa State hosting Texas. Texas has been, um, you know, obviously disappointing this year with uh, Steve Sarkeesian, one of my coaches that I like to bash on a consistent basis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all. Now Joe is frozen. It's a good time to take out our telestrator tools and uh, draw on the screen. That's what I usually like to do when Joe's frozen. There, she's back now. You're frozen. Okay, so the one thing that scares me about Texas is they're one and four against the spread in their last five games as an underdog. I do think this is a tighter game, though, but I think the best way to go with this game is the over. We're looking at two offenses that can be totally explosive. Um, Texas is averaging 39.4 points per game, while Iowa State is averaging 32.1 points per game. High total, but I think we have a high shootout battle in this one. I just can't go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I like the over. I like the over also, Joe. I like for both of them to go up and down the field and uh, score. That's why I think it's going to be a close game. They'll be trading touchdowns about all day long. I just can't get behind yeah. Steve Sarkeesian. It looks like conditioning has been a big problem for uh, for Texas. The fourth quarter has not been um, a good quarter for them. They have uh, surrendered fourth quarter leads um, all season long, and uh, pretty much, you know, it's been their undoing. If you look at all of their losses, they led in the fourth quarter of all of those games. So I think against a team, you know, I think Matt Campbell, um, one of the best head coaches in college football. I think that Iowa State has underachieved this season, but let's just say if Miami has a head coach opening, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind it too much if Matt Campbell was in the conversation for the for that job. We've done well with Big 12 coaches in the past when we got that Jimmy Johnson guy from Oklahoma State. So I think no one would have a problem with this guy either. No, it's true, man. You know, they let Oklahoma come back. They let uh, a lot of teams come back in the fourth quarter. Uh, every so, one uh, of their losses. Yeah. Every single one of them. Every single one of them has been a, a come-from-behind loss. So to me, that's conditioning. Steve Sarkeesian is a uh, flip-flop and, you know, type guy. He wears flip-flops and, you know, the California, you know, whatever. He's not really the hard-nosed coach. And, he's, you know, he, he's he's perfect for the golf course here, you know, hanging on the beach here. But it's like, I don't know if you want him running the University of Texas football team where the expectations are through the roof. So, uh, you know, because the budget is through the roof, right? So they, they can have those kind of expectations. But, of course, they won't be your problem anymore in the Big 12 Conference. They are heading out in Cincinnati, BYU, um, a few others. But I think by the time that all happens in 2025, I honestly believe that we will have a 16-team playoff in place. This is going to be the year where someone's going to get squeezed out. And it's not. It's probably not. If, if it's Cincinnati squeezing out a SEC or Big 10 team, 
you're gonna hear the you're gonna hear tears and the screaming of bloody murder that you've never heard before. Um, if somehow if somehow you know Georgia loses to Alabama in an SEC championship game and they both have one loss and Georgia gets knocked out of the playoff and it's Cincinnati that's in there ahead of them. Oh man, it's going to be like you know the end of the world as far as college football goes because no one cries a bigger river than Georgia. Nobody cries a bigger river. I mean, we say about like all these other teams, and I, you know, I complain about everybody else, but Georgia is the biggest of the biggest, right? They're the reason. So <laughs> I'll, I'll get into this and I'll, I'll explain why I say that. And I'm not saying they're not a good team. I'm not saying any of those things, but there used to only be two college football games every Saturday on TV. And Georgia sued the NCAA, and they sued it, and they took it to the Supreme Court. And that's why we have so many college football games on TV. It's because Georgia was like, you won't show us on TV. You don't show us on TV enough. That's exactly what happened. We can't recruit with these guys because you're showing Michigan Notre Dame every week. That's why they beat us, because they get all the recruits because we're never on TV. And that's why all these games are on now. Anyways, what are you, what are you selling today? I got a, a five-pack college, you know, five of the best games today that I really love. You know, guys, after we go 5-0, and oh, you know, upgrade three, say, on a 30 day. Or, you know, guys, like I say, every time on the show, team me up with any of the cappers on the show or, or on the site. You know, team us up together and we'll put some money in your pockets. Uh, right now, uh, over 800 units in college football and uh, look to uh, upper at today. All right. Well, James, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we get your sound fixed tomorrow. Don't sound like you're in a, uh, small small room with, uh, (laughs) stone walls, floors, and ceilings. But uh, I think we'll get that figured out and uh, we'll have to test it out before the show next week. But anyways, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And, uh, I'm sure you'll be watching your Mountaineers today. Oh yeah, definitely. Go Mountaineers. Best of luck today, James. That was James Clark. Thank you all for having me. Once again, winner of our Become a Capper contest last year, and he certainly has worked out. Uh, We will be having our Become a Capper contest this year. Two winners, once again, just like last year, except this year, instead of it being through the Facebook groups, this year it will be through the Pick Dogs Twitter account. Every day you'll be entering your entries there in response to a post, and the other one will be on our Pick Dogs Instagram account. So you're going to want to follow those accounts now so you get those notifications when they tweet and when they do this and say, okay, here are the rules. Here's how you enter. Here's all that stuff. I don't want to, don't email me. Don't instant message me. Follow the Twitter. Follow the Instagram. You'll get everything you need in plenty of time to know how to do it. Because I know now what's going to happen is, when does the contest start? How do I get in the contest? How do I just, I'm going to have a million emails. The answer is going to be the same. Instagram, Twitter. I don't have Instagram, I don't have Twitter. I can't be, uh, can I still be in the contest? The answer is no. (laughs) Okay. You can be, you don't have to be in both. You can be in one or the other, but you can be in both if you have both. But if you don't have either, then the answer is no. You cannot be in it. Well, I don't want to be on Twitter because I don't like their political policy. We're not a political show. Yeah. I don't care. So you have a choice. I do you not care. Twitter I do Instagram. not care. I do not care about yeah. your politics or your views on that. I do not care. I have none. And I do not care. But yeah. mine is that I do not care. I do not care about your like Instagram it. political views. Do not care. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to do some different things, some videos and stuff like that as well. Doesn't mean I support Twitter's political views or Instagram's political views. Doesn't mean any of those things. Means I do not care. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. Anyways, we've got other guests that are here with us. We've got Chris Ruffalo joining us all the way from Toronto. We imported him in just for the show. Let's let's see if we can figure out how to get him on here. Still not the best of this uh, tech producer thing. I don't know. You're doing a fantastic job, Matt. Someday I'll nail it, but that day isn't now. Well, you're trying to talk and do it all at the same time. What about uh, Twitter and um, Instagram handles? Does it have to be their real name? Someone saying it mattered last year. They had to come in with their real name. Well, I think the, we well, need you, to know their real name. The for reason, well, the reason, well, the, the part of the entry is you're going to have to do part of your picks on video. So it really doesn't matter if you use your real name or not, because when you come onto the site, you'll have to use your real name and you'll have to enter your picks. Um, I think, what is it, Joe, once or twice a week or something? Once or yeah, at least we'll once or twice a week, your picks will need to be done on video. Because if you're going to be a capper on our site, just like just like our eye candy Chris Ruffalo, you'll need to be on camera plenty. So it's yeah. it's like I don't want to be on camera, then you then you can't be a capper on our site. I mean, these are all going to be simple things. What we're going to do is any of the difficulties that people have had in the past about it. We're going to nip them all in the bud right out of the gate. You're not going to have to worry about like, well, you know, it's like I don't want to be on camera. Well then. Don't bother entering the contest. Yeah, it's not the competition right, for then, you, though. Th- it's not, it's not the, I'm not the person you want to work with. Yeah. Which, I mean, people say that anyway, you know. Yeah, so. and if you only want to give picks once hey. a week, <laughs> you definitely don't want to be on the site. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I just glossed over that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to work with Mitch. Everyone. We know that. That's why this competition exists. Yeah, we'll see. It's, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's, uh, there's give and take and everything, but um, yeah, you'll have to be able. Yeah, like I think it's we said once or twice a week the picks will be done yeah. video wise. Um, that um, there's all sorts of different rules. We have like a yeah, we have like a Twitter Instagram person that's helping us with this and really yeah. good ideas. And it's gonna be a super fun competition this year. Joe's, super fun. Joe's been with us like a little over two months. She's starting to learn what it's like to go to these brainstorming things with me, which is. I just start shooting out ideas like one after the other. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And it's 67 days today, Mitch. 67, but who's counting? (laughs) Me. (laughs) Ruffalo, welcome to the show. How are things going? Thank you. They're going well. And trust me, if anybody, if video is not your thing, I've been told I have a face for radio and I'm still doing these these five shows and these videos. So if, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, I think you have a very trusting face. You have a perfect face for video. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. But I will say this I'm never coming to the green room again because I brought donuts this week. I think you brought them. them. (laughs) Nobody nobody ate them. Okay. So I I told Joe to wear white because I brought the powdered donuts and nobody (laughs) ate them. So I love it. Thanks for bringing those. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll have one after the show. I would like one. (laughs) They look good. But anyways, these won't last. So I'm gonna guess you were doing hockey videos this morning with uh, Rod Zawacki. Guys, getting ready. How's the hockey going at, at yeah. the Puck Dogs these days? 
you know what the puck talks we're starting to starting to heat up the ice is starting to melt underneath us for that hot i mean we're starting to really pick it up and we're, we're loving doing the videos we're having fun every day doing them and uh you know, it's just like everything else. The season's just ramping up, We but it's the perfect time of year because we've got all these sports bleeding together and hockey, just another one to add to the mix. All right. Well, tell us um, what do you got today for a free pick? Well, free pick, you know, I'm going to be rolling down that river that you were talking about with the Georgia Bulldogs because I'm looking at this Georgia-Missouri matchup. You know, you never want to lay 40 points with a team that's 4-4 four and four in the year in a Power 5 conference. The problem is the Missouri Tigers have been absolutely atrocious on defense, allowing 36 points per game, 120th in the nation. And, you know, let's not forget that this is a team that was run over by Tennessee to the tune of 62 points allowed as they gave up over 400 rushing yards in that game. The Georgia Bulldogs, you know, they haven't been the Georgia Bulldogs that run all over teams that we've seen in past seasons. But we all know what the scoring defense has done. They've allowed 6.6 points per game this season. Second in the country in total yardage against, passing yardage against, rushing yardage against. And, you know, their last five games, they've rushed for, let's see here, 244, 273, 201, 168, and 193. So I'm not saying we see a 62-point a performance against, uh, against Missouri here. But as much as anyone doesn't want to lay 40 points, I think Georgia wins this one running away in a route. I don't see any other option in this one. Joe, what do you think? Man, I hate this spread. This is just so many points. But we have seen Missouri. They lost by, I think, just under this, maybe 37 and 38 points um, to Tennessee. So we have seen them be blown out of the water. I just don't know. We look at Georgia, 5-2 and two against the spread as a favorite this year. They're only averaging 38 points per game, though, and that's where it kind of scares me in this one. I don't know. This this just seems like way too many points because we've we've got a lower total, too, 59.5. I don't know. I, I'm going to not take a side in this one. I don't want to put a pick out. It's just such a tough one because we all know Georgia could be up 35 nothing in the first quarter you know, yeah. in this game. And at the same time, this could also be that 17-14 brawl that Georgia gets into every single season. They get into one of those games, and it's always against a team that you would never expect it. And, you know, it was Jacksonville State a couple of years ago. It was South Carolina the year sure. after that. It's like they get into these games at home, and it's always between the hedges that it happens to them. And they get into these games, and you're just not really sure what the hell's going on. And I think, oh, man, does this one set up to be something like that. I'm a little worried about the Georgia Bulldogs here. Missouri hasn't covered a spread all season long. I'm not rushing to the window. I'm not betting this thing. I'm gonna Me either. I can't do it. I'm going to pull straight Ruffalo on this one. I figured you wouldn't. That's probably why I picked this game, and I just wanted to be associated with it again, so. But uh, what do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? Well, I got a little something for everybody. Right now I got my uh, non-conference total of the year, my favorite total I've seen all all season long, backed by a system that's hitting at over 80% this year. Or sorry, 80% overall, back, dating back to 2005. So definitely a, a play you want to be on so if you like totals. Or I got uh, some three-packs out there, one for the 12 o'clock slot, one for the 3.30, and one for the uh, 7 o'clock or I got some NBA on the board as well. So definitely lots of options at pick dogs and check out those long-term passes because they're going to be some of your best value, especially now. And uh, with college basketball right around the corner, it's definitely a time to hop on board. 
All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Chris. Of course, we'll see you tomorrow right here for NFL Sunday. Absolutely. And Joe, I'll save you a powdered donut. Sounds good. Have a wonderful day. Best of luck. I would like one, but the last time Ruffalo mailed me pastry, it took uh, about a month and a half to get it. Oh, stop it. (laughs) And there was a big bite out of it. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't defend that. But uh, (laughs) anyways, I see Al McMorty in the green room. I see that he's there, but I cannot see him. How about you, Joe? Can you see him in there? No, I actually can't either. So we need him to turn his camera on or something or leave and come mm-hmm. back or something. I see the I'll birthday boy in the green room as well. I see the birthday boy. Rod's wacky. See if Al can, Al can make it. We can bring Rod in the meantime, I guess. So we can get Al's camera working. Sometimes it's a setting. I think Skype had an update. That's what happened. Yeah, I think so as well. Mine updated yesterday. Yep, mine did as well. Let's bring Rod in the meantime. Yeah, you guys. I'll wish Rod a happy birthday. We'll wish Rod a happy birthday. That's what we do. Rod, welcome to the show. Looks like you got a haircut for your birthday as well. I did. I I, I ran into the weed whacker and uh, I lost. Nice. <laughs> Looking good, Rod. Yeah. When they were starting to, when when I came out of the grocery store and somebody handed me change and they were like, "Here, here's some change. You're gonna lose down in your luck." I was like, "Yeah, okay, I think it's time to uh, get a shave." <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've got a good card of, co- of college football today. I see Al popping in the. Now, so it's like he's working, but um, we got a good card of games today for your birthday. Um, what are you looking at here? What bandwagon are you ready to jump on? You on the Utah bandwagon after last night, or or what? That was something, <laughs> right? You, you look at they rolled. Holy, did they ever roll last night? Uh, for me, we're gonna jump on. Uh, we're gonna jump on a high scoring game. I think we're gonna see a whole lot of points in this uh, Wake Wake Forest and uh, UNC game. Um, Points will plenty. You look at both offenses, uh, and then they both offenses have just been racking up the yards over both offenses, almost close to 500 yards a game. Uh, racking up the points over 30 points a game, both teams. And you look, Wake Forest five and one of the over their last six road games. They're also uh, four and one of the over following an ATS loss. They're also four and one of the over their last five versus a team with a winning record. And then you look at uh, UNC, and they're at eight and zero after accumulating more than 200 yards of offense uh, in the previous game. Last five meetings between these two, to the over. Uh, I know it's a whole pile of points, but uh, I get over the number. Give me the over in uh, Wake Forest, UNC. I'm with you. I think it's going to be a slow points, Joe. Yeah, I completely agree. Both these offenses can light up the board. And we look at Wake Forest's defense. On the road, they're giving up 36.6 points per game. So give me the over all day long in this one. I absolutely love it, Rod. Yeah, we saw Syracuse light up um, this Wake Forest defense pretty good. But, Wake, you know, they were able to to um, tighten up at the end of the game when they needed to. But we've seen North Carolina just 
really get knifed this season time and time again. Really one of the more disappointing teams in all of college football. They're getting whipped in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And, you know, that's what we've seen from them. And, you know, even the game that they won against us, you know, of course Miami, it was an odd, it was one of those balls that like hit off somebody, deflected thing, it bounced straight up there. Miami was driving straight down the field. They were on the 20-yard line with plenty of time left to go in the game to get into the end zone. First down and goal, first down and 10 from the 20 and you no, know, from the North Carolina 20. And you know, they were clearly had all the momentum. But, um, you know, I don't, I think this is going to be a, 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 a slugfest, like you said. But I do believe that Wake is going to take them out. And I think that what we're seeing is like there's a lot of these sharp chaser plays out there today. And I think that North Carolina is just fits in that category today. That's there's this play where like these people are chasing sharp money, it's like they're not sharp plays. It's people chasing the sharps, right? And it's like there's yeah. a bunch of those out there, and I think those plays are going to get shellacked today. I really do. I I think that this is the time of year where it's like home teams and conference games, and you know, it's like these are those type of things. And the better teams, you know, the teams that really have something to play for and really have proved that they know how to win, are the ones that get it done. You know. And I think yep. that some of these other prayer teams um, that we're seeing um, not going to happen. And it's like, I think a lot of people are just looking for wake for like, we don't believe in wake. So, Oh, we'll just take Carolina here. Well, they've been sliced, diced and re-sliced all season. Trust me. <laughs> Wake's going to throw for about 750 yards in this game, you know? So, you know, Carolina will probably go with them for a good portion. I don't think they can keep up with these guys though. Dave Clawson is probably one of the more underestimated coaches in all of college football. I think that what happens is week it's a they get a touchdown lead, they get a double touchdown lead, and then See, UNC's yeah. chasing the rest of the day. Yeah. I th- I chasing, think I'm not saying touch, that and they can never catch up. It's kinda like an old miss game, right? It's not like they actually catch it's not like they yeah. actually stop them at some point. What happens is they just can't they just keep scoring. Like they'll score, they keep they answer, score, right? right? They just answer. Yeah. Right? They, just, they just keep answering. Yeah. Just when you make it seven, they're like, oh, it's 14 again. Oh, it's seven. Oh, it's 14 again. This is the one. So this is the one, yeah. that, the way that I describe this game. If you're a person that recycles your bankroll throughout the day, don't count on having that money to work with for the next set of games because the game's going to be like five hours. Not, yes, for, not, exactly. for, not for the bankroll. <laughs> it's not your bankroll recycle game. That's for sure. No. But uh, what do you got for sale today for your birthday package? How many candles in that cake? Well, for me, I got a nice early uh, college football triple. Uh, we went four and two last week uh, in college football, so I'm going to keep try to keep it rolling here. So I got a nice early triple, and then I got uh, my executive info afternoon slash evening mix, uh, and then there you'll get, get uh, four more college football bets, uh, which include my ten star college football executive info uh, play of the day. That's my top play of the day as well as long as well as two NBA rim rockers and uh, my 10 star NHL play of the day. And that's my uh, executive info afternoon package. So uh, two packages over there, one for the early morning and then one for uh, the afternoon and evening slate uh, divided up into two, but uh, jump on over. I have another nice winning day. Crush it yesterday. I'm going to continue it uh, rolling right along. Slammed our leg. All right. Well, we'll see you in just a few minutes for the VIP. And of course, Tomorrow for NFL Sunday and every day here on Pick Dogs for our morning show, which uh, 
don't don't forget to set your clocks or whatever you guys do. I don't ours don't change. Just the showtime changes for me. But uh, tomorrow's show is at seven o'clock Hawaiian time instead of six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, seven, no, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's actually it's it's at tomorrow's show is at five o'clock Hawaii time. No, four o'clock. Four o'clock. I'm confused. All I know oh, it's is five it's o'clock. still 10 a.m. Tomorrow, Eastern. Tomorrow's at 5 o'clock Hawaii time <laughs> instead of 4 o'clock Hawaii time. That's, that's what it is. Right. It's 5 instead of 4. Ooh, I get to sleep in. All right, Rod. We'll see you tomorrow, whatever time it is. See you oh. in a little bit, Rod. Rod's a wacky, the birthday boy. Um, he's yeah, been, happy birthday. He's been pretty hot recently. I think all of yeah. us on, on the morning show have been on fire. So, uh, Rod, no different. So be able to be sure to uh, check out what he's got going on. Got Al McMorty finally uh, dialed in here. Let's see if we can get him all set and bring him in. And... There we go. Al, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's nice to be here. The reason I couldn't do it before was I had mistakenly chosen Firefox instead of um, Chrome. Huh. And Firefox didn't work. Hmm. So that, that was why. Browser selection. Yeah. Get you every time. Uh, how are you guys doing on this Saturday? I'm still a little bit under the. I'm still a little bit under the weather, so you. So I apologize for my voice. You sound like uh, like something's happening over there, but uh, we know apparently. uh, You know, all you gotta do now is take a pill, and it's all fine. All of a sudden, Mm. you know, same 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 pill, same pill. (laughs) Ironic. Yeah, if if I had COVID, maybe that's the way it works. But unfortunately, I just got the common cold, and uh, what are you gonna do? Well, chicken broth. Chicken broth. Matzo ball yeah, soup. And, yeah, onions on your feet when you sleep at night. Okay. I'm going to take a hard pass on that one. <laughs> but, um, I've never done it. I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Good story. Well, we're at that time in college football, just a few weeks left in the season. You know, the rubber meeting the road. We've had a lot of the trophy games and uh, a lot more to come. And today, you know, a lot of these um, – what I call sharp chaser games where, you know, we're seeing sharp money, you know, clearly taking aside in, in these games and um, a lot of people following them because there's more access support to this supposed information than there ever has been before. So, um, yeah. What are you looking at today? I know, uh, I mean, there's, well, we got pretty much everything going on. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, this one person keeps calling me, even though I've messaged him to say I can't talk right now. So. <laughs> Some people don't get the point. Yeah. 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 They, they think they're more important, right? Yes. Um, we can put them on the air. We can talk. <laughs> I do that with, I get the calls for people trying to sell me picks when, when I'm on the air. And I, yeah. Joe and I are doing the afternoon yeah. show. They'll call like from one of those Vegas places to sell me picks. And I'm like, you're on the air. Is, is, is it? But this, isn't that great when they call you and you're trying to tell them, but I'm a sports handicap. Oh, I don't even say that. Life. I don't even say it. Oh. I just say you're on the air. I'm on the air, like, when they call. And I just put yeah. them on speaker. I'm like, you're on the air. And they, they'll either hang up or they'll, they'll try and figure it out or something. I, but believe it or, or they not, just keep going, yeah. twice I've had someone call me trying to sell me my own picks. <laughs> oh, wow. So that, that, was the, that was a surreal experience. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> we didn't even get into the we didn't even get into the parts of whether to find out whether or not they were actually my real picks that they were trying to sell me Big Al's picks. So Yikes. that was fun. Wow. <laughs> That's got to be tough. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Anyway, if you read the YouTube comments, I never get the games right. <laughs> I never pick winners anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, you know, what? one game I want to talk about is uh, maybe it's one of these sharp chaser games. I don't know. You'll have to tell me, Mitch. But um, I'm going to take a look at the Michigan State-Purdue game. And I've noticed that game has dropped from three to two and a half um, right now. It was three when I went to bed. It's two and a half now. So, some, you know, someone's moved some money on it. And we're going to take a look, you know, last week we talked about Michigan State and, uh, you know, they were an undefeated team. They're a home dog catching points to Michigan. And I like playing on those kind of teams, you know, when they're off back-to-back wins. Obviously, if you're undefeated, you're off back-to-back wins. But, you know, they, they, those power teams do quite well as home dogs. But now you take that team that's undefeated and you put it on the road and you put it on the road as a favorite. And when you take a look at how undefeated teams do it, game nine forward, if they're off an upset win, which Michigan State is, those teams, game nine forward, undefeated, they're 21 and 15 straight up, which doesn't sound all that bad, except the fact that they were favored in 28 of those 36 games. And they're 12 and 24 against a spread, including 0 and 9 against a spread when priced as a road favorite of 24 or less points, which is obviously where this game falls into. Uh, the home underdog in this series is nine and OATS the last nine. I'm taking the points with Purdue. Joe. I don't know. That's, um, really hard stats to go against, but I really do think Michigan state could have a chance to pull this off. Might be too many points here. This might be a one point game when we come down to it. I actually see this being a lower scoring game. So that's what I like. I like the under, I think the weaknesses of Michigan state's, uh, pass protection um will be the difference here so give me the under in this game i think the I issue would go i think the issue that you have it. here with purdue is that they're a horrible home team you know it's not like they're a good home team and have this great home field advantage they're a horrible home team horrid they lost to wisconsin they got smoked i mean just absolutely smoked but, by one of the worst head coaches in all of college football then they also lost to Minnesota, and Purdue was actually, you know, in that game, really appeared to be the better team playing the better football. And Minnesota, they could not get them off the field on third down. They just could not get off the field on third down, and they just flecked them, you know, P.J. Fleck. Rowing the boat, rowing the boat on them. And it's like, I, I have seen Michigan State get underestimated all season long. And I'm not a Michigan State guy, right? I'm not even close because to me, it's like they're the Big Ten and all that other things. But they played us and they beat the crap out of us. We played Alabama and Alabama beat us good. But these guys beat the crap out of us better than Alabama did. I'll tell you that much. Way better because Alabama got soft in the second half. Michigan State came on hard in the second half. That same back that we saw last week did the exact same things to us. And that wide, those wide receivers, way underrated. I don't think Purdue has a chance in this game. Not a chance. Well, I'm going to go against Joe on the total as well. I like this over the, uh, over the total. It's a little bit of a contrarian total. I think it looks somewhat easy to take the under given what uh, the teams have been doing. But uh, I like it over as well. I'm going contrarian to the line move here in the sharp action. 
I just think that this is one of those ones where, like, just the Sharps loved Indiana against Michigan State. They always, like, have a team where either they jump on or jump against, you know, seemingly every year. A few years ago, it was the Cleveland Browns. Remember that fiasco? when the Sharps, I mean, I don't know how they had any money left after that season. But it was, um, you know, it was one of those, oh, you know, last year was the Jets, right? Oh, my God, you know, the pounding they took on the Jets. And, you know, at, at the first half of the season. And what will happen is, like, they'll win one finally. You know, and it'll be like, oh, see, they got it. But, but what about the 10 games that they got rolled? And we've seen Michigan State get disrespected. We've seen teams get disrespected, like, this year after year. I think this is a horrible spot for Purdue. Horrible because Michigan State, they're, I know they're looking at Ohio State. I know that, you know, but it's like they this team hasn't lost focus all season. I don't see it happening here. Yeah, it's, I don't think this team looks ahead. I think this team looks at each game. They looked, I mean, the way that comeback in the second half last week, man, that was epic. That You just do not see that in rivalry games. I don't know. I think the Sharps are going to get, I think the Sharps are in for a very tough day today. Across the board. But that's just me. I mean, I could be in for a very tough day, too. It's, it's happened. <laughs> As could all of us. That's it's happened us. before, man. You, I'm you, just glad I don't, I don't have a got, premium. I don't think fun. you got to see my wife's um, impersonation of me. Um, I don't have... Oh, I do have it with me. Here's my wife's impersonation of me watching the... Um, watching the uh, Colts game. Um, this... The final, the final three minutes of the Colts game. Here's this is this is what she had. To... Let's see here. She said here it is. She's impersonating me here. That Colts, that fucking coach. I just knew we were gonna win. It's gonna be the worst beat I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty it's much how, pretty much how it went. <laughs> she was like, she did the whole thing. She's like, I told everyone on my show that guy's dead. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the the, the other game I want to talk about is a similar type of a situation. It involves another undefeated team, but not one that people really have been paying any attention to, and that's Texas San Antonio. And the Roadrunners this year are 8-0 straight up. They're also 7-1 against the spread, so they're making a lot of friends in Las Vegas. Uh, they're going to play Texas El Paso uh, today. The Miners are having a decent year. They're 6-2 straight up. They're also 6-2 against the spread, so they're doing pretty well uh, in that respect. But when you take a look at how unbeaten teams do, but instead of looking at Game 9 forward, we're going to move it back a few weeks to Game 7 forward. You take a look at how undefeated teams do at game seven forward. When you put them on the road as favorites and you put them against a good team, that's both uh, a winning team straight up and also more, very importantly, a winning team against the spread. And those teams, the undefeated teams now uh, are 49 and 71 against the spread, including 15 and 29 ATS as double digit favorites. I think this is a really good situation to step in and take the points with uh, UTEP and go against San Antonio that I just think has gotten a little bit ahead of itself here laying this many points on the road against a quality team. Conference USA stinks this year. It's just these records pretty much tell you everything you need to know about Conference USA. Joe, what do you think about this one? UTSA and UTEP, not two teams that we're normally talking about with two losses between them. 
um, heading yeah. into week 10. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Al. I think um, taking them plus the points is the way to go in this. I also like the under. I think we've got two solid defenses, and they're going to both run the ball and eat up the clock. So I like it. Here's the argument for every um, every Division One conference winner to make it into a 16-team playoff is this one right here. Um, I mean, this is the, – these teams are they, – they're good, but they're not like – that you put them in against Georgia, it's not going to be a game. You know, not even one. It's like, you know, Brian Kelly when he was at Cincinnati, it was like, yeah, maybe for one game we could hang with, you know, one of those teams. But it's like, I don't even think these guys could hang with them for one game. But um, I could see this one. I, I could see it. Both these teams um, playing way out of their mind. And I think for both these programs, it's been a great year. And it's going to help them in recruiting and everything going into the future. And who knows where this takes them. But, um yeah, I, I could see exactly what you're saying in this one. I'm with you. So over at Pit Dogs uh, Premium today, I've got uh, Breeders' Cup for those who like horse races. I've had a lot of success, as folks know, in the major horse races, the Triple Crown races, the Breeders' Cup, and I've got the winner of the Breeders' Cup Classic today. And uh, that goes later tonight, but it's you know, being run out at Del Mar. And I also have hockey. And then I've got 11 college football plays, including my Pac-12 and my ACC conference games of the year. I was four and one yesterday overall, including a winner in Boston College. I'm now a 115 and 67 on my last 182. And so I welcome folks to jump on board or to team me up with one of the other champion handicappers here over at uh, Pick Dogs, uh, team me up with Brian. I know Brian's been red hot. And I think he's 10 and one his last 11 over the last three days. And, uh, yeah, so jump on board. What do you think of these line moves on game day morning, you know, where we're seeing, you know, Purdue now two points and, you know, we're seeing some of these other ones, Liberty two-point drop in this game. And, you know, I mean, is it is it, uh, is it a big better? Is it people laying off action on the other side? What What is it? You know, I, I, I don't really ask those kinds of questions. I'm more concerned about just getting the best number myself not wondering you know on game day i mean my bets have already been placed you know back last sunday night and monday i mean i'm the type of person that strongly believes in getting ahead of the curve and not being behind the curve and putting the bets in early because you know i guess the way to look at it is point spreads move because people know what they're doing right and they're moving them based on people like me, you know, the sharks and they're not moving them. Based well, on what squares. about when they're moved on someone like mattress Mac and we even see him at the horse track, you know, putting down yeah. a, a couple million. We saw him last year at the breeders cup or was it the Derby put 2 million on the favorite. And there was, there was yeah, only pure, 6 that's, million that's, that's total. Pure, but that's, on, on the, on, right. On, but that's pair mutual wagering. So it's a completely different, you know, thing. But if you're, if you're talking about football and basketball, you know, they're moving it for the most part, based on sharps. And, you know, if you, so if you know what you're doing, you want to get your bit bets in early before the other people who know what they're doing, get in their bets, because otherwise you're, you're going to follow the money instead of, you know, be ahead of, be ahead of it. And you're going to get a worse number. All right. So that's my advice, everyone, you know, football, putting your bets early in the week and then basketball and, uh, you know, put your bets in at 8 a.m. Before 8 a.m. if you can. I got roasted on that yesterday, but we'll see. I'll try it. I'll stick with it. I had the Pacers. I ended up with them at three and a, at three and a half. They lost by four, and the line was five. 
when it went off, it was four and a half all yeah, day. Yeah, five, five and a half. Yeah, I it had moved. that. That, I, I had that, that, that line, that line actually moved around eight a.m. Eastern. Yeah, I, that's when I lost, and I was already in, so I I lost that game. It was a tough yeah. one. It took a made a, a winning day a losing one that easily <laughs> happens half a yeah. point. The guy shoots the three instead of the two. Welcome to sports yeah. betting, right? <laughs> my my three year old's walking in. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, have a good one out. Thanks. Best we'll see you tomorrow. Once again, Big Al. Um, interesting opinions there. I, you know, I, I we agree on a lot. We 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 don't agree sometimes, and that's the nature of the beast. That's why there's you know different people in different different games. Absolutely. He, I don't win them all. He doesn't win them all. That's for sure. So. Um, I think he wins more than I do, though. So <laughs> that I will say for sure. He's definitely won more for longer than I have. I will, I will fully say that. But anyways, you got one more capper with us today. And of course, we all know who that is. That's <clears throat> Brian Bittler, our uh, our own Brian Bittler. Of course, uh, Brian on his, probably his best winning streak in six months, if not more. It hasn't been... Um, but last year at this same time, he was on the same type of heater. So I love it. You know, this is his time of year. I was on a heater as well at this time of year. So last year, him, Brian, and I both rode in uh, November and December, just absolutely crushed it. I think it was Brian, myself and Al, all, all three of us that were on the same heater, but, um, Brian, you frozen. I'm here. Ah, your picture's Was I frozen. not moving? Yeah, try leaving oh, well, and coming let back. Let me leave and come back in. Hold yeah, it's like this happened Damn, too. It happened somewhere. last week too. Same thing. <laughs> My son just texted from his room saying, hey, mom, can you bring me out some apple fritters? <laughs> wow, kids are lazy these days. <laughs> See if Brian makes it back. We've lost him. Yeah, he'll be back any second, yep, you guys. And now it's working. So there you go. It uh, must be from staying on too long or something. Staying on too long. But yeah, well, we were red hot last year, so hopefully uh, history repeats itself and we close out the year on a magnificent burner. It's always tough to follow the legend, Big Al, but going to try to do it today. Well, what do you got going on for us? Well, it's a play that really could have easily been a premium. Uh, just barely missed it. Uh, I like South Florida Bulls today, plus the points. There's no false assumptions for me that South Florida is a good college football team, but the Bulls have been rock solid uh, cover team in spots this season, especially at home where they're three and one against the spread. Uh, lots of love here for SMU by the betters. Uh, Bulls, though, are 11 one against the spread the last 12 games following an ATS loss. Last week, they got stomped by East Carolina. Uh, Houston in a letdown spot off that big program win versus SMU. Uh, Cougars, 8 20 against the spread last 28 games following an ATS win. So for me here, take the South Florida Bulls. I believe the line's 13 to 13 and a half. Uh, I think you'll get it. I think it's a 10-point win for Houston. Joe? Oh, this is a hard one for me. Um, I've been going back and forth with this one. I'm going to actually stay off it. Um, I can make a case for both sides, um, why the Bulls will cover, why Houston will cover in this one. I think I'm looking more towards the over. I think um, this number is just a little bit low. I do think we see some more points in this one. So I'm going to stay off the side. Just give me the over. It's uh, it's which team shows up, you know, for South Florida. We yeah. saw them, you know, cover against BYU and, and Florida, and then we also have seen them get run out of the building. And for Houston, it's been they've been a defensive team this year, which is weird for Dana Holgerson coach team. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just a little tougher to read for me. And I could see, you know, I could, yeah, I could easily make a case both ways, which is why this isn't a play for me either. So um, I'm going to say that this game goes under the total. That's where I'm going to stick with. I think that, um, you know, we know South Florida is kind of that. South Florida is not going to get out to a big lead or go toe-to-toe with Houston. If they cover, it's going to be a backdoor, right? I mean, that's, that's what they do. Um, they did it against BYU. They were getting rolled. They did, it, they, threw, they did it in the second half, opened up the offense, and they did the same thing to Florida, exactly the same type of cover. So I don't know if Houston's going to allow that to happen with that defense, but I do think it stays under the total. Sounds good. What do you got today at Pick Dogs for sale? Tell you what, I'm trying to get four straight days of three and O sweeps. Uh, you can get my three best college football bets. That includes my Big Ten game of the year. All three plays for forty dollars at PickDogs.com, and they are afternoon games, three o'clock or later. So you got plenty of time to get in. Yeah, it's one of those days where most of the action seems to be in that three thirty and beyond. Um, it's really just a handful of games early. So most of the action's late. So those of you on the fence about buying packages, whatever, you'll have time to see, you know, time to think about it and reload your bankroll and do all those things in the meantime. Plenty of time for it today. But uh, all right. Well, that wraps up another show. Um, we appreciate everyone. We'll be doing the VIP show right after this one. We already sent out the premium. Um, this, I sent it out this morning. Um, I kind of like doing it that way. It gives us a little bit more leeway here. But, um, yeah, if you're not a VIP member, it's a great day to do it. It's full card, and I think we're going to have some fireworks on the show today. So be sure to join us. This is Mitch, Joe, always a pleasure. Uh, Brian, well, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Thanks for a great show, Mitch. <laughs> See you guys. I'm going to try and act more professional for NFL pro football tomorrow. Make it a winning day. <laughs>